G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. So many people, I mean so many people, have felt the call of God on their lives and yet have been too timid to step out, afraid of risking it all, afraid of failing, afraid of losing. What's the matter with us? Why do we do that? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and thanks for joining me as today we take a look at that stepping out into God's plans from a different perspective. And do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming your way to help you through whatever you happen to be dealing with in your life, just at the moment. They say that about 12.3% of the population are natural entrepreneurs. Now, I'm sure that if you use different scales and measures that you'd, you'd go up or down by a few percentage points here or there. Nevertheless, I think it's safe to say that less than 20% of us, fewer than one in five, are natural risk takers. People who are prepared to scout out an opportunity and then put it all on the line to have a go and turn that opportunity into a successful venture. That's okay. If we were all entrepreneurs, then it'd be a pretty unstable world in which we live. We need people to front up and host regular jobs and and deliver a regular paycheck. Otherwise, our economy and our society simply wouldn't function. But have you ever seen an opportunity, a possibility, a glimmer of something that just might turn into something and just been too timid to step out? It doesn't have to be a business venture. It might be that your church is crying out for someone to help with the kids' ministry or the sound desk or the stall out in the street, and you think to yourself, yeah, I could do that. I think I'd enjoy that, actually. But then for some reason, you just couldn't bring yourself to put up your hand, to step out, to have a go. Well, if you've ever been in that situation, you're not alone. You're not the only one. We've all been there. And if the truth be known, it's taking that first step that stops all too many people from realising what God has planned for them. I remember as a young Christian going to a church in a green, leafy southern suburb of Sydney called Oyster Bay. There was a brochure on the back of the table for a local Bible college, and the moment I picked it up, God stirred something in my heart. I felt him nudging me in that direction. So I took the brochure home, I got all excited, read it cover to cover several times, And then, there it sat on the coffee table for weeks. It's not that I'm an indecisive person, I'm not. But it just seemed ludicrous, crazy, that Bernie, the former army officer, now IT consultant, should go and study at a Bible college. See, it's at this point that things all too often come to a screaming halt, because we're afraid of taking that first step. God's people are in mortal danger, and Esther, the Hebrew, has now become the queen But one of the king's advisers, Haman, tricks the king into ordering that all Hebrews in his kingdom should be killed. Esther's uncle, Mordecai, who lives out there as a commoner, decides that he has to do something about it. So he goes to see his niece, Queen Esther, and implores her to go and see the king to petition him on behalf of the Hebrew people. Well, that's a good plan. 
but there's a huge risk. Let's see how it pans out. Esther, chapter 4, verses 11 to 16. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that if any man or woman goes into the king inside the inner court without being called, there is but one law. All alike are to be put to death. Only if the king holds out the scepter to someone may that person live. I myself have not been called to come into the king for thirty days. When they told Mordecai what Esther had said, Mordecai told them to reply to Esther thus, Do not think that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silence at such a time as this, relief and deliverance will rise up for the Jews from another quarter, but you and your father's family will perish. Who knows? Perhaps you have come to royal dignity for such a time as this. Then Esther said in reply to Mordecai, Go, gather all the Jews to be found in Susa, and hold a fast on my behalf, and neither eat nor drink for three days, night and day. I and my maids will also fast as you do. After that, I will go to the king, though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. What an extreme situation. All the Hebrew people's lives are at stake here. All her relatives, the whole Hebrew nation... She's in a position to go and see the king, her husband, to talk about it. But she faces a huge risk. He had done away with his first wife. Would Esther now follow the same fate? She's teetering on the edge. And then Mordecai makes that powerful point. Perhaps you have come to royal dignity for just such a time as this. Maybe God put you there in that position to deal with this very problem. And that's the thing. So often opportunities come disguised as problems, don't they? It was a problem to me that I'd been a Christian for all of five minutes and I felt God calling me to go to Bible college. When I applied and I had to go for an interview, I remember feeling like such an incredible fraud. I mean, I knew nothing, nothing about the Bible, nothing. And yet it was at Bible college that I came into contact with the Ministry of Christianity Works. It was at Bible college that the next part of God's plan for my life was already waiting. If I hadn't gone, I wouldn't be with you here right now having this chat. See, too many of God's mighty plans go awry because of that crucial point of taking the first step. We're too timid to step out. God put Esther in that place to risk her life for her people in order to preserve the Hebrew nation so that one day all the nations would be blessed as God's son was born in Bethlehem. Get a revelation today. God has plans. He has mighty plans and he calls his people to be ready and waiting like soldiers waiting for the call to the battle. When a military unit receives deployment orders from its government, the men and the women step up, put on their uniform, take their pack and their provisions and their weapon and they head out into deployments that risk their lives. It's what they've been trained to do. It's what they've been called to do. And so they go. God has made you with a purpose. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For you are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do the good works that he prepared beforehand for you to walk into. I'll say it again. God made you with a purpose, with a specific plan in mind. It's a good plan. God is faithful. And when that call comes, as it always does, don't be afraid to take that first step. For maybe it was for a time such as this that he created you. Maybe God's calling you to something big. Maybe God's calling you to something small. doesn't matter. We all have our part to play in his plans and purposes. It seems such a small thing to me to be called to this humble, underfunded Bible college that had its premises in an old truck warehouse. 
It was a crummy little library, not a big impressive library like the, the denominational college down the road. Lecture after lecture, often at night after a hard day's work, and I'm not a night person, I have to tell you. Assignment after assignment, tutorials, exams, finished one unit onto the next. It was so ordinary. But then one day, the former head of Christianity Works came to teach a half unit in media. One thing led to another. And here I am with you and millions of other people who listen to this program in 160 countries. Go figure. How did that happen? God only knows. And I think back to that first step of applying to attend the Bible college, that brochure lying on the coffee table in my lounge room for weeks. And I think of the complete tragedy that it would have been just to leave it lying there without following the call that God had put on my heart. And I know that as you look at your situation and your circumstances, things look plain and ordinary. So easy to imagine that God doesn't have a plan, but he does. Listen to me, he does. And he's calling you to a life of significance, a life that will impact others for his glory, a life that, who knows, a life that perhaps he created for a time such as this. Don't be afraid to take that first step. just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.